The scripture reading for today comes from the 52nd chapter of Isaiah, beginning at the 7th verse. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your sentinels lift up their voices, together they sing for joy. For in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you all this morning. This Friday was pretty disgusting weather-wise. I was lucky it was my day off, so I stayed bundled up under blankets inside, grateful to not have to scrape off the car or go anywhere. I happened to notice our mail carrier come by, I imagined that he would be miserable having to spend the day out in the slush. But he looked chipper, bounding along with energy, unbothered by the icy rain. Huh, I thought. I didn't think about it until I checked the mail a couple hours later. And there, amid all the junk mail, was our rainbow sherbet-colored stimulus check. Was that why the weather didn't weigh down our mail carrier? He walks the neighborhood every day. And while many people are doing okay where I live, there are a lot of folks who are struggling, too. This mail carrier sees the crumbling stucco and the doors hanging off their frames. He notices the bedsheets draped across the windows. Could it be that he walked tall and undeterred because he knew that what he brought would make this neighborhood breathe a little easier? That the slush gathering around his ankles didn't weigh him down because he was centered in the joy he was leaving in his wake? He knew he was carrying good news, and it showed in his footsteps. So it is with this scripture. It describes sentinels, not a job we really have today, but in ancient Jerusalem, they were people who were posted at the walls of a city to keep watch. These sentinels were especially important in times of war. They could spot armies appearing on the horizon or their own forces retreating to safety. The city these sentinels guarded, it was living under the logic that a war brings. Everyone holding their breath, rationing their supplies, letting suspicion run high, waiting for the next crisis, 
unable to look beyond what was immediately in front of them. It's neither a pleasant nor sustainable way to live, and yet that is the logic that war thrusts upon us. But here in this passage, the sentinels see something, and it's not an army, it's a messenger. Still far away, coming over the mountains. And though they cannot hear the words this messenger speaks, they know just by watching his feet that he brings news of peace. The way he walks and carries himself shows that he is bringing good news. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace. And why is peace beautiful? Peace for this city means possibility. The people no longer have to stand guard or ration their food. They can abandon looking over their shoulder at every turn and spending their days standing ready and waiting. They can let out their breath and think about their future in years rather than days. Peace means spaciousness. They can build and plant and dream again. Imagine their life together differently. Find a vision more thorough and wide-reaching than the short-term, crisis-motivating thinking of war. And peace means singing. You'll notice the cascade of sound in this passage. The good news that the messenger brings results in the sentinels lifting up their voices. And once this sound of joy sweeps over the city, even the ruins themselves begin to sing. Where war and fear have bred silence, peace brings space for praise, for joy, for beauty, for savoring life. All because of the way a messenger carried himself on the mountains. All because someone noticed his footsteps. <clears throat> Do I need to convince you that our brains are functioning like there's a war raging right now? Sometimes it looks an awful, like, uh, an awful lot like war. My friend who lives in D.C. posted a screenshot of his Google Maps with blocks and blocks of road closures and bridge shutdowns and photos of fences and barricades and military on the streets where there had once been public space. We've grown accustomed to referring to whole classes of workers as being on the front lines of a battle against covid Doctors and nurses put on armor every day layers and layers of protective equipment, so much so that they sometimes have to wear photos of themselves clipped to their pockets so that their patients know what they look like. And when children go back to in-person learning, one thing that they will have to do is run drills to refresh everyone's memories on how you should behave 
if someone walks into the building with a gun and starts shooting. It looks an awful lot like war out there, but sometimes it's more like the silence of a Cold War too. There are the long simmering tensions in our relationships and the fissures in our family, the silent battle to get out of bed when you've got depression or fall asleep if you've got anxiety. There's the daily struggle of facing down addiction or getting through the day with enough money or, or without enough money or food. We think like it's a war. And all of these things are incredibly real, of course. We live in a world of deep problems, and I'm not going to try to diminish them. And I will say this. These problems are greedy. They want you to think that they are the only thing that there is. They want you to live by their logic, to give in and play by their rules, to live like a city at war or under siege. These problems are totalizing. They eclipse out everything else. They close in around you like a shell, shortening the scope of your vision and tightening your breath. Haven't you felt it? I've spent hours and hours just taking in the news as though knowing more is going to save me when all it does is cement my despair, but I can't put my phone down on my own. I've grown to view folks who let their masks slide down underneath their nose as lesser than me, as maybe even lacking in basic human dignity, rather than as my neighbors who are trying to live through a pandemic just like me, who might just need a little reminder. But I can't stop the resentment on my own. Before I know it, the logic of battle living takes over and I am underneath its shell and I cannot set myself free. It takes a messenger to crack it open. Think about it, that city with the sentinels posted would have stayed on guard into perpetuity, always hyper alert and ready for battle, unable to find possibility and spaciousness or sing a song of peace, the ruins in that city would have stayed ruins. But then they notice a messenger, and the totalizing logic of war and the grip it holds cracks open, and the light gets in. For what is the good news here? What is the word the messenger brings? It says it right there in scripture, your God reigns. War doesn't reign. It's not the demands for you to stay in a holding pattern of worry. It's not the constant fear, the struggle, the ways we're pit against each other. It's not the shell closing in around you. That doesn't get to decide what the universe is. That's God's job. It's the God who created you, the God who frees you, the God who dwells with you and loves you so dearly. 
Your God reigns. That's the good news. It doesn't mean that the war suddenly no longer rages or that your grief evaporates or disappears. But it does mean that it is not the only thing that there is. It means you don't have to live by the rules it gives you. Your God reigns. This message was not just given to some war-torn, frightened city millennia ago. It's a central, living proclamation of our faith. The announcement of this peace is always news. Ordinary and extraordinary people of every age have had their lives cracked open by this message, freeing them to live by a different kind of logic the logic of possibility and spaciousness and peace. Like the ruins of this city, they've broken out into song, even amidst their woundedness. And like this messenger, they don't even need to use words to show that the war doesn't hold power over them. I'm willing to bet you've seen these messengers. I'm willing to bet you found yourself in the presence of someone and you just know they are not living by the rules of fear. They're not living by the rules of suspicion. Because they're doing things that don't add up. Things that seem foolish in the eyes of the world. Things that speak of a wider horizon, a deeper sense of hope. They're singing songs that just don't fit on a battlefield. I think of Martin Luther King Jr. and his friends arrested in so many cities, abused by the police, and yet they would sit in those prison cells and sing songs of praise to God. It just didn't add up. That's not what was supposed to happen. And yet those songs testified to the sense that though they knew the jails held their bodies, those metal bars could never stop the hope and vision of God from getting in. Your God reigns. That's what that looks like. I think of when I went to the protest for racial justice this summer, how so many people brought along drums to lead chants, how the Aztec dance troops wore their percussive anklets, how people blasted Aretha Franklin and Kendrick Lamar and Prince from their speakers, and suddenly the grief and the rage were not the only things that there were. There was history and community and determination and vision. Your sentinels lift up their voices and together they sing for joy. That's what that looks like. I think of a little girl that came to the Bible camp I worked at while I was in college. Her sister had died a week before and still she decided to come. She ended up not being able to keep up with her group. So she rode around in the camp in a truck with me and another counselor. And she just sang Phantom of the Opera, start to finish, in a confident voice while tears streamed down her face. And the grief was real, yes, but somehow as deeply as she felt it, I could tell she could face it because she knew she was safe. 
a deeper peace did not let the grief overwhelm her, and she sang. Break forth in singing, you ruins of Jerusalem. That is what that looks like. These people are messengers. They speak of a peace we do not yet see in total, but a peace that God has won and is winning. Their feet are beautiful. They don't need to use words. Their very presence speaks of this peace. The way they carry themselves says, your God reigns. And I want to note that none of these things have happened in a church. Scripture says they happen in plain sight. All around us are people sent by God to draw us out of our shells with a message of peace. Someone is bringing that message to you. Notice it. Let it crack you open and join in the song. Amen.